Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello and welcome to the World Wonders Podcast. <laughs> so what are we talking about today on the podcast? We are talking about Lagos, Portugal. Lagos, which is a city in the south of Portugal. Yeah, in the Algarve coast. Algarve? I thought it was like Algrave. It's one of the two. <coughs> We've mentioned um, Lagos on the podcast before. Um, in our Top 10 Hostels in Europe podcast, we talk about the hostels that we stayed there because they were pretty amazing, which we'll get into a little bit here. But and just for anyone who's been listening, if you've heard of it before, we're not repeating content, just expanding <laughs> on it. Yeah. Is that a rationalization? No. Um, but me and Mikhail also talked about it on the Woofing episode. Oh, yes, you did. So That's also a great episode. So go check that out at www.theworldwanders.com. But... So we've been circling it. It's kind of like we've been cougars on the hunt for our prey, and now we've found our prey, and we're just munching, munching uh, down. That is a horrible. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you say then? Um, I would say we're going to tell you about how we um, loved Lagos in Portugal and if you're doing a trip in Europe, I think it's an amazing place to go. Especially if you're not planning on going to Portugal, I would say make that more of a destination because it's cheap. There's tons of cool stuff going on there and it's you know, just a great place to visit. Yeah. So we actually went to Lisbon as well as Lagos. Um, we're going to focus on Lagos for this episode though. Um, Lisbon's pretty cool though. So don't count that out i've also heard that porto is cool so lots of great places to see in portugal yeah so the reason we're not talking about we're going to do a portugal episode is because we only went to the two places and i was kind of like deathly ill in lisbon so i really feel like we didn't get like a good experience of what lisbon was all about and but like everyone i talked to who goes there has great things to say about it and i was like i didn't really like it that much probably because i was sick yeah for sure that would definitely be it um, I think we also had a little bit of a Lagos hangover because Lagos was so awesome. Yeah. So what goes down in Lagos? Um, Lagos is basically a little beach town in the Algrave, Algarve area. Um, we should fight our research assistants. <laughs> Those damn research assistants just keep screwing up. Um, it's full of foreigners, basically. So Canadians, Americans, Australians for the most part. Brits. Brits. Lots of Brits. Yeah, all those English speaking. I'd say I just like the British were probably the dominant. Um, I'd species. say the Aussies, mate. Well, so That's there's like the two distinct groups of people because um, Portugal, especially that region of Portugal, is a very popular destination for like family vacations and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's me just throwing in a swear word to be edgy, and so we can keep labeling these as explicit. Um, but a lot of family vacationers from narrowing in our niche <laughs> um, from the United Kingdom, 
<laughs> and then oh, there's like a backpacker crowd. Yeah. Which less British backpacker crowd. I More think the Aussie mate. But when you go out at night, because the drinking age is 16 in Portugal, because it's less of a nanny state there, um, you encounter all these like 16 year old British kids. Yeah. So funny story about that is one of our first nights, probably our first night, we go to go out and we're like, oh, sweet. Drinking age is 16. Ryan's 21. I'm 22. So we just like leave our identification in the hostel. No point in chancing getting that stolen. And this like tiny wee person who's 16 gets let in in front of us like a teenage girl. And then the guy stops me and is like, ID, please. And I was like, oh, I don't have ID on me. Like it's 16. Like I'm clearly over 16. He's like, I'm going to need ID. I can't let you in. And it took quite a bit of convincing for him to like let me in. And I was like, you just let that girl in without ID. Like that's a child. Like it was, yeah, pretty hilarious when you think about it, that the drinking age is basically over the counter. You can see over the counter, you can get booze. <laughs> what? <laughs> that wasn't a joke. Uh, <laughs> that was a serious comment. I think like 16-year-olds are fairly close to the average height of the general population, don't you? Yeah, I just feel like 16-year-olds are young, but that's probably just making myself feel better about the fact that I'm 10 years older than that now. Yep, you are pretty old. Hashtag um, old lady over here. So what drew us to visit Lagos in the first place? That is a great question, Ryan. Um, I'd actually had a friend who, one of my best friends, who went backpacking Europe right after high school. And she met an Australian along the way and fell madly in love and traveled Europe with him and his friend and her girlfriend. And um, being Australian, he had heard about... Portugal and the girls went to Portugal with them and they stayed at the Rising Cog Hostel, which we mentioned in our top 10 hostels in Europe. And when you and I decided to backpack Europe, she was like, oh my gosh, you have to go to Lagos. It's amazing. So I feel like it's very word of mouth location. Like somebody goes, they tell all their friends about it. Other people go, they tell their friends about it. Yeah, that's definitely was for us. I had no idea what Lagos was before I went there. Um, <laughs> Or before you told me about it, sorry. Um, and so, yeah, we went because we had received this really uh, good re- recommendation about the Rising Cock Hostel. Mm-hmm. So what's the deal with the Rising Cock Hostel? Um, the Rising Cock Hostel is, I think, like owned and operated by a son, mother-son combo maybe, but the mom they call mama and she makes homemade crepes every morning and they've just made a very homey feel to the entire hostel so there's a balcony everyone basically goes out at night together you basically feel like you're part of like sort of a summer camp crew or a very party oriented summer camp crew yeah or like your best friends from home it's like people just become really close really quick you eat like breakfast at this small little table you get these home-cooked crepes she makes you this like hangover remedy tea and it's nice because you like go to the table. The table is quite small, um, so it doesn't fit everyone from the hostel. But people kind of just like rotate in, and you'll just like sit there as long as you want, and she'll keep making crepes as long as you sit there, and then you get up and leave, and someone replaces you. Um, but it had to really like we've talked before about how it some sometimes you go into a hostel and it's like you know everyone is very social and like you say hi to people that you're walking down the hallway. I don't know why I just lost the words. When you're walking opposite directions. Yeah. Um, and some hostels are big and you just pretend like you don't know 
anyone. Um, and so it's like really like probably like the most social hostel we stayed at. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like the vibe there is like, you know, everyone introduces themselves, like everyone in your room is instantly your friend. Like you basically meet everyone who's staying there. They do a lot of like organized group trips and stuff. Like it's just a really friendly, cool place to stay. Yeah. And I'm sure it would change maybe depending on the group of people that are staying there. But when we stayed there, um, met lots of cool people and had a really enjoyable time. Yeah. A hundred percent. And we'll put that on the link, a link to that in the show notes. And then, so one of my favorite things about Lagos was the, the food that we had there. La comida. That's not the word in Portuguese. I think comida is still the word in Portuguese. Oh, uh, yes. That's a win. Probably not la, though. Comida. Um, yeah, so there is this really cool um, porch. I didn't know about Piri Piri sauce until we got to Portugal. Neither did I. It was like a whole new magical discovery for my taste buds. Um, but there's this like chicken place just up the street called uh, Churrascaria. What's this place called? Churrascaria Praca de, de Armas. Okay. Um, yeah. Five. Which if you're going there, you should check out. If you're not going there, well, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. For like five euros, you can basically get half a chicken and a bunch of french fries and a drink. Yeah. And it, the chicken's like... A roasted, mm-hmm, with, roasted yeah. chicken with piri-piri sauce on it, which is kind of like a spicy barbecue style sauce. Like Nando's chicken. If anyone's ever been to Nando's chicken. Yeah. Nando's chicken is popularized piri-piri sauce. Yeah. And then we also went to a really delicious burger restaurant called Nanaba. Do you remember Nanaba? I do. What did you, yeah, what did you have there? Um, I can't remember. I remember it was a burger with pineapple on it. And I also remember they had some like fancy drinks and stuff. Yeah. They didn't actually have gluten-free buns, so I didn't have a burger. But I think I had something else that was really delicious. But um, while we were there, we went to a couple other really good restaurants. Um, one really good breakfast place. And since it is like a really big spot on like the backpacker route and also a popular vacation destination, there is a ton of good restaurants, a ton of good hostels, a ton of good bars. Um, and then also what, the reason it's really popular is because of the weather and the ocean. Um, and one of the things that's cool about it is the, the landscape um, on the ocean, it's really like kind of clay cliffs and then out in the ocean there's these little like tiny island um i don't even know if we call mines like spikes of it's like they're like clay icebergs oh yeah that's sitting a good on there. and there's like caves and um, archways and stuff that you can go through yeah so it's really like kind of like elaborate kind of chaotic cliffy environment and so there isn't bike one it's not like you're in mexico for example the image in your mind is just one big stretch of beach. There's all these kind of like somewhat secluded smaller beaches and you can go for hikes and get to these cool beaches or um, take boats out there. Yes. There's a few different options of things that you can do um, sort of around the beaches or from right, like downtown Lagos. So you just spend the day on the beach. There's lots of opportunities to play like beach volleyball with people. There's usually big groups there. Um, you can hang out there. You can rent kayaks and go out for a paddle. You can hire a boat and they can kind of drive you through all the different cave areas, which is pretty cool. Or you can just take go on a hike yourself kind of along 
the rocks, I guess, and you can get pretty good views from there of the surrounding beaches as well as the landscape. And it really is a like really, really spectacular landscape. Um, it's one of the, like, we have printed off like quite a few photos from all the places we've traveled and the ones from Lagos in particular, I really like, I see them and I'm like, oh, I really want to go back there. Like, it's really, really beautiful. Yeah, definitely. There's some of my favorite photos. It's like, you know, photos that I've printed to frame and like background photos on laptops. Like, it's just very, very scenic place. Um, the combination of the clay sort of earthy tones of the rocks combined with the really sort of turquoise light blue of the ocean is just spectacular to look at. Yeah, it's really clear water. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful there. It's really salty though. Do you remember how salty it was? No. Oh, I remember every time I went in the water and then coming out into the sun because the sun is so hot and dry. It's just like covered in salt on my skin. Just kind of a gross feeling. Hmm. So we went, um, not to just like completely ignore that, but yeah don't have any recollection at all of it's funny because i remember you being like oh i just want fresh water i just want fresh water like why isn't this a lake (laughs) yeah that probably is something i would have done um but it happened (laughs) we went out kayaking one day because like there's all these caves in the cliffs and like cool well just call them clay icebergs um and so it, one of the cool things, you, the coolest things, one of the coolest that you could do there is go um, kind of boat around and like go into these caves and whatnot. But there's all these tours running at the same time in motorboats as these guys like rip around through all these spots. Um, so we were out there in our like two person ocean kayak kind of cruising along. And there was like quite a lot of boats. Like they're kind of small, like outboard motorboats mm-hmm. um kind of ripping back and forth and all around and i don't remember like feeling too nervous about it but then um we kind of like heard one coming up behind us look around it's like oh it's right on our path so we try to like adjust a little bit look around again like yep still coming up like right behind us and then like we were like he has to see us though we're in like this bright yellow kayak like he has to see us yeah but apparently didn't and continued up right into the point like almost like right behind us we bail out of the boat and he notices us at the last minute and then kind of tries to turn but yeah slams into our now empty kayak yeah it was pretty sketchy yeah very sketchy moment yeah and then he seemed like thankfully we were like well prepared and had a dry bag and nothing like we were trying to protect on the kayak that got soaked. Yeah. And I had a waterproof camera, so it was completely fine. Um, yeah, it didn't lose like sunglasses or anything, thankfully. But I remember feeling like pretty, a little bit shaken up after like, Oh, a boat like almost hit us in a kayak. (laughs) Like we almost just got hit. Yeah. I remember it was like, it's like one of the like first kind of what you would construe as like negative travel experiences we had. Because mm-hmm. this yeah, was on definitely. our first trip, and we were in Europe, but and it's kind of like one of those first lessons where you're like, "Oh, these bad experiences make for like interesting memories." Yeah, <laughs> like if we didn't have the boat, we'd have less content for this podcast episode. Yeah. Didn't have a boat accident. Near boat accident. Um, yeah, he felt pretty bad after though. Um, hopefully, nobody out there is feeling super turned off about the kayaking. I feel like that doesn't happen very often. It was you know, super affordable. It was a really good time. I'd definitely do it again, actually. <laughs> Would you? 
Um, I thought it was a cool way to explore the arches and the... Yeah, I wonder. So we didn't have our, our scuba diving certifications at that point in time, but I wonder what the scuba diving scene is like in Lagos. Oh, I wonder if it's pretty cool if there's like underwater archways. Yeah, I don't know. So um, the general recipe for people in the backpacker subset in Lagos is kind of like wake up, be hungover, get some food, you know, kind of mosey down to the water in the afternoon and for like either hanging on the beach, doing some sort of activity and then kind of come back, eat, prepare to go out, go out, sleep in, repeat. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That seems pretty standard. So what else do we do in our hungover afternoons there? Um, I think we spent a lot of time on the beach, hanging out, reading books, kind of like catching up. We'd been pretty fast paced throughout Europe to that point. So it was nice to just kind of like chill out. It was not our first beach beach destination, but it was nice to have that beach time. Um, We also took a little bit of a hike slash walk along the cliffside, which was really beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. I remember being kind of annoyed because I wore flip-flops. And while we were like hiking and it's all like dusty and we were like, oh, we'll just go like check this out and end up walking for way longer than we'd expected. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you don't need hiking boots to do it, but it is dusty. I'd say like proper shoes would be better. Um, But I remember you bringing up that we were kind of just like reading and relaxing. That was one of the first places where, because it was probably like a month and a half into our very first backpacking trip Mm -hmm. and we had maybe, we were like, you know, you know, traveling for the first time in Europe in all these major destinations, really kind of in the mindset of like checking stuff off the to-do list. Yeah. And it seemed like there was kind of a first taste of just experience, like more just going for enjoyment instead of trying to like, Oh, I've got to go see this, 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 this. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the cool things about Lagos is there actually really isn't anything to see. I mean, like any sort of Latin style city they've got sort of like a church with the church square um but it's nothing fancy and like it was like the town center really isn't anything i think you know the beach and the landscape is why people go there and then the food and bar scene is what keeps people coming but there's a lot of like to-do list items like you can carry that mentality into somewhere like that and say oh you know i've got to go on a booze cruise i've got to go surfing because it's like that's one oh, of the yeah. big to-do it's things surfing scene. um i've got to go you know to whatever beach club thing yeah that's actually a really great point i guess there is things that you could totally if you've kind of in that mindset man mindset that you could definitely go and tick those items off i forgot that surfing was such a big thing there it's kind of not exactly in lagos but it's on a different part of the old Garvey <laughs> coast. I think it's a little bit more just south. just switch back and forth between the two. So we're, <laughs> maybe we should stick with one, then maybe right. Or no, then no. I think it's El Garvey. I'm going to go with that. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to just get there, especially we'd come from Sevilla and Sevilla has um, sort of like a famous courtyard area that was in Star Wars and... It's like bullfighting ring. There's a lot of things to see there. So it was nice to get to a place where we're like, oh, we're just going to eat some good food, lounge on the beach, walk around, read our books, meet some cool people. 
enjoy the nightlife and that was basically it yeah and that was like because we had done like sevilla cordoba gibraltar barcelona valencia um london like i was all kind of like cities with much more to do stuff so i was like getting to relax more and it's kind of like as we've traveled like more and more that's become kind of like our sweet spot definitely and it's cool to find a place like that where they're just it's not even like you're really choosing to not see stuff like there's stuff to do in lagos for sure but in terms of seeing stuff i feel like there isn't that much and it's nice after traveling europe when there's so many like bucket list type items that you may want to see or do to go to a place where you can really just allow yourself to relax that was one thing i really liked about lagos yeah but the thing i was trying to get across is that more that like it's not yeah it's not about like finding a place where you can relax it's about just like relaxing relaxing and not being so you know like instead of being in paris and being like oh i've got to go do this 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 and this like maybe you go to a cafe and you read and you kind of just like admire the eiffel tower from afar but even that too there's something like you know oh i've got to capture this yeah i've I've got to be stay within sight range of the Eiffel Tower because I'm in Paris. And if I don't, you know, I'll have lost out on something instead yeah. of just being like, Oh, you know, what's going to make me happiest right now? Not worrying about being afraid that you're going to regret something in the future. Just being like, Oh, you know, I feel like sitting in the hospital reading all day. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good point. Um, yeah. So what else did we do in Lagos? Just went to the bars quite a bit. It's a bar called Three Monkeys that was pretty cool. And then a second bar that we also went to. I can't remember the name, but you could beer bong at the bar. I think that might have been Three Monkeys. I was looking at photos. I think it's different. But so well, maybe the, it's the same, actually. I don't know. That beer bong bar kind of struck me as... like So what they do there is they put like in the name of the country with how many people from that country have taken beer bongs purchased beer bongs mm-hmm. in like some sort of time frame and it's like like it actually like serves to motivate people as like a sales tool yeah it's sure. like oh i'm losing i need to pay 12 euros to beer bong <laughs> to get a chalk dash yeah it's kind of gross too because a lot of people were beer bong and just throw up right away so it's like they're throwing up on like the beer, like the stools that are standing there like you go up to order a drink and there's just like vomit all over the floor it's really disgusting actually <laughs> but it was fun uh yeah it was a good good time in the moment um if you're someone out there who's looking for a party scene i think you know legos definitely has good nightlife and that sort of thing lots of like all you can drink power hour style things, booze cruises if you want to do them. Lots of party hostels. Yeah, I think the booze cruise from like Rising Cock is like one of the to do items for a lot of people who do go there. Yeah. I think though if you're someone who's not into the party scene, um just read the reviews on Hostel World before you book a hostel. I think that there's still a lot of value out of going to a place like Lagos. Um the landscape like we already mentioned is it's unbelievable. I haven't seen anything like it anywhere else I've been in the world. So I think it's definitely worth it to go there and hang out on the beach and find cafes to read in, you know, chill or go on the surfing. Beach. We did yeah, yoga one day. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. 
yeah, there is lots of like, there's a whole nother culture there and there's, you know, good food for all types of people. So yeah. So yeah, if you are looking for a good place to party in the summer, that's definitely it. But it, it, there's just stuff you can do if you're not. Um, but I would say if you're not looking for a party, I'd be really careful about booking a hostel because a lot of them seem to be very party oriented. Yeah. Just read the reviews just to find what you're looking for. Um, Rising Cock, probably not your place. And then, so we went, we got, we went from Sevilla to Lagos, which was kind of a hassle because we had Eurorail passes, but the only train into, it seems like the trains between Portugal and Spain, like really, I think there was like one Madrid to Lisbon or something like that. Yeah. They're not very quality. Like, and by quality, I mean like they don't run between all the cities. So the trains, yeah, the trains in Portugal suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Took an overnight one. We but, can say that. <laughs> but yeah, get, getting, so if you are on a Eurorail pass, like you, it's really hard to actually use your Eurorail pass to get to Portugal unless you're going from like, I think Madrid to Lisbon. Or we I think we could have gone Sevilla to Lisbon too, but because we were going to Lisbon after, it was just such a hassle. Yeah. Um, and then we went from Lagos to Lisbon by train. Mm-hmm. Was like from a, Sevilla, we took a bus, right? To, yeah. To Lagos. And then a train from Lisbon to Bordeaux, which sucked. Yeah. So that's in France. So you have to cross like all... <laughs> that it's just like the hardest Alberta accent. <laughs> just letting France. people know where it is. Uh, you have to cross basically all of northern Spain. I don't recommend that. Maybe make a pit stop in there. San Sebastian. Something up north. <laughs> yeah. We should have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we were close to wrapping up our Lagos edition of the podcast. Yeah. Piri Piri chicken. Clay whatevers. Those clay icebergs. Mm-hmm. That pretty much hits it all, right? Yeah. It's a spectacular place to visit. Yeah. If you have any questions or comments, contact us at www.theworldwanders.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.